Mind Your Business, only on Money FM 89.3. Very good morning. Welcome to breakfast. Do you know the difference between vintage and antique? Well, in the strictest sense, the difference between an antique and a vintage item is its age. Simply put, an antique is any item, whether it be a work of art, jewelry, carpets, or everyday objects like housewares and accessories that is over 100 years old. Vintage items are much younger, less than 100 years old, and typically have a collector's appeal. In our intergenerational series on Mind Your Business. Today, we have the second generation owners of a family business selling a mix of vintage and antique oriental collectibles. The oldest item is over 2,000 years old and the recent vintage item they sold is from the late Qing Dynasty, 19th century. A Tinkat, the multi-layer lunch carrier, which is priced at about $7,000. Wow, let's find out more about their business with Jacob Chong and Beth Chong second generation owners of East Inspirations, which is a treasure trove in Chinatown. Welcome, Jacob. Hi. Hi, morning. Morning, Lin. Morning, everyone. Thank you for having us here. And welcome, Beth. Hello, morning. Morning, Lin. Thank you for having us here. Great to have you guys on our show. Let's start with Jacob. Could you give us a glimpse of the collectibles you have in the shop and maybe share how many unique items you've been collecting over the years? Yeah. Uh, thanks for the question and mm-hmm. I think you already did a very good introduction on you know what our business is, <laughs> is about I think if you walk through our store you get to see a very eclectic kind of collection from mm-hmm. antiques to vintages and even some modern creations that is uh, inspired you know by history and, and by culture um, a lot of these items were kind of collected by my dad. He's a, oh. he's a collector himself. He's close to what we will call a hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> so if we don't open a shop, we won't have a place to, to sleep see, at I home. <laughs> yeah, so in the past, he, he collects them uh, from, from China and, and from right. many places. Uh, but today, actually, there's kind of a, like a reversal. Oh. So the Chinese are coming to buy. Oh, yeah, wow, Because okay. they are more affluent now and mm-hmm. they're starting to appreciate the culture. Um, so today, we buy from uh, local collectors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of the kids... Um, may not want this item or doesn't fit mm-hmm. in their decor mm-hmm. um, and we also go into the region as well. Just out of curiosity, yeah. how long has your father been collecting wow. stuff? Since his <laughs> 20s. Wow, yeah. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. Okay, so let's take a stroll down memory lane. Growing up, both of you witnessed your dad's passion for vintage and antique collectibles. Beth, maybe can you share with us what those early days were like for you? Okay, so for my dad, like Jacob says, he likes to buy a lot of things. <laughs> so every time he bought something back home, then he will just share with us and tell us the story behind it. So I remember once that he brought back a lady porcelain figures. Mm-hmm. Then he asked me to, to guess who is this lady. Oh. So I was like, okay, I take a close look. Then I spotted there's a rabbit beside her. Then I said, oh, I know, oh. I know. It, it's Chang'e. Chang'e. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. I identify it correctly. Then after that, from her, I kind of get inspired and I start to draw all this um, historical lady for quite a while. Yeah. Okay. Jacob, maybe let me ask you this. Um, is there a certain type of item that your dad would go for? That's the problem, you see. <laughs> <laughs> because he likes almost everything. everything. Uh, but I would say... There's no criteria in what he wants to collect. Yeah, okay. more oriental inclined. Ah, okay. Yeah, so so he, he do like that oriental style. But on and off, he do still like... He sees certain European items that he like aesthetically. He he will collect. But of course, today we have to be a little bit more selective. As you go into your collection journey, you, you start to trade up. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. so have you guys taken you know, that trade off your father? Like, 
Un- unfortunately. Take after your father in that way. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> you guys buy stuff as well? Yeah. Like stuff? Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Jacob, you made a significant career change from working at a local bank to joining your family business. So what sparked that change? Uh, and what did it feel like to transition into this new role? Mm, I think the decision came when at a point of time I really felt I can't kind of imagine myself being mm-hmm. where my bosses are. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not to say they don't have a good job or what they are doing is, is irrelevant, but just personally, it doesn't kind of spark anything in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I start to think, what do I really want, right? And then that was when I feel I should maybe try out my family business and it would be a waste really not to kind of carry on this business because it's, it's really quite a meaningful uh, business uh, and uh, not everyone has that opportunity to kind of take over a business. The transition, surprisingly, I think it was quite smooth sailing uh, because in a way we were very involved since young. Right? Oh, so we spent the weekends I in the see. shop. Mm. It, it's not something that's foreign to us, the mm. business. Mm. Uh, it's like a family day, you know, mm. every time when we spend the time in the shop together. Uh, the challenge, however, would come when if you want to make that impact. Yes. Right, so you're always looking for what is that extra value that I'm mm, bringing on the table. Okay. Yeah. We'll get into that in a little <laughs> bit. Beth, you joined the business quite early, 20 years ago, but there seems to have been a break in between. Could you tell us what happened there, your journey and what led you back? Okay, yeah. So I left for a while because my husband, he left for New York for his work. That's ah. why I follow him. So during that time, I kind of explore more in my paintings. And collected more things from New York? Uh, <laughs> Luckily, it's not that cheap. <laughs> so I didn't manage to get quite a lot of things. <laughs> okay. So when we, when we come back, I'm still doing my art. So I did some exhibitions. Right. Then I did some paintings for the stage play as well. Mm. Then after that, my dad have been very, very supportive until then. And he gave me a small corner in the shop to actually sell my pieces. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Um, just out of curiosity, what kind of paintings do you do? I do painting like more like a whimsical style. Mm-hmm. So over here, this is what I have. Like every year for the, for the shop. Wow. We actually will do a special painting, which we will, we will scan and send it to customer. So okay. like this one, there's an antique clock inside. Okay. So Beth has uh, brought in two nice, very, very lovely paintings. And yeah, tell us more about them. Okay. So this one is inspired by the antique clock that we used to have in the house. And now I think it's in the shop in the antiques room. Mm. So I have like the cats and turning the clocks to like 12, 25, like Christmas date okay. in a way. Then the other one I have is a, is a shop house mm-hmm. Then it's in the yellow colour because mm-hmm. that's, that's what, it's one of my dad favourite colour for the shop. Oh, yeah, yellow. That's why we have it, yeah. We have a yellow oh, f- facade. Then we have the famous Chinatown cat as well. Initially, we're at Pagoda Street. Mm-hmm. So I also wrote down the street name. I see, I yeah. see. Very interesting and very colourful too. I, I love your paintings. Do you have Thank more you. of these and, and what are you inspired by in terms of I think, you know, I think what you want to paint? Growing, growing up in, in the family, we have so much of the oriental stuff, the mm-hmm. antique stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think somehow I'll be influenced by, by all these items, mm. like the paintings on the antique vases or like, just like I mentioned earlier the Chang'e painting mm-hmm. Chang'e mm-hmm. that I draw all the ladies okay. so all these are my inspirations alright yeah. so in terms of the business mm. what co- contributions do you make? okay so what I do uh, mainly I do like um, displaying of the item mm-hmm. to the best 
to catch the customer attentions. Uh. So there are times where we actually have regulars that they are so happy. They say, oh, I found, I found one new item today. Right. Like, how come you, you just brought it in today? But actually this item, we have it all along in the shop. It's just that the display... Product placement. Yes, yes. Just make it somehow <laughs> invisible. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's my job to, to tweak the display. That's great. Well... Well, we are speaking to Beth Chong and Jacob Chong, second generation owners of East Inspirations. Jacob, your dad mentioned your complementing skills in areas like the internet and TikTok. Could you share with us how you've brought your family business into the digital era and any memorable moments or funny experiences along the way? <laughs> yeah, so uh, before I joined the, the business, I think our extent of digital footprint was really just a very simple and basic website. So after joining I think that that was the lower hanging fruit, right, for mm. me. So we, I built a new website that we can self-manage easily. Um, and then, of course, we go into social media, right? Mm. So your IG and your, your Facebook is like hygiene today. Mm. Um, and on top of that, actually for us, very importantly was TripAdvisor. Mm. So we started to actively get customers who enjoyed our shop and experience to leave reviews, you know, on oh. TripAdvisor. So that really kind of established a kind of reputation. And for mm-hmm. antique shop, that is super, superbly important. Okay. Right? How, how did that come into the picture? Did you have a partnership going with TripAdvisor? Uh, no, actually, you just needed to open an account and, and own that listing ah, as a business. See, and then see, you can start getting people to, to wow, write the review for you. Wonderful. Yeah. And um, so actually, that really helped to get the attention from other organizations as well. Mm. Like, uh, we're also very grateful for Singapore Tourism Board. So they have involved us in a few video projects, right? So they helped to expand our exposure. And of course, like Amex picked us up for this uh, short, small campaign, mm-hmm. which in fact, next month, next week, we'll be having this uh, pop-up store, which you can visit us at Suntech City. Suntech City, wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, Beth, where do most of your customers come from? And have you noticed any interesting trends in their preferences? Okay. So because we are, we are located in Chinatown, so mm-hmm. there's a portion of tourists and we also have like a working expat living here and local as well. Mm. So 20 years back, they tend to buy more bigger items like antiques furniture, big Chinese gong and wooden screen. But as years go by, the thing they buy gets smaller. Mm. So they prefer more functional wear like a tea set or tray and coaster. So that actually inspired us to design products of our own. And over here, I have a timber coaster. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in the middle, there's a porcelain piece. Yes, I can see that. And which was, this one is actually upcycled of a broken antique porcelain. So now they can actually buy something unique and it's made locally. And yet it's functional. It's like they own an antique piece, but they can use it. It's not just display. So who makes these? Okay, so my dad actually, he, he make it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's handmade. <laughs> yes, it's handmade. Wow. He's very passionate. <laughs> it's really, really lovely. And where do you get the wooden? Okay, know? the wooden piece, we actually um, buy it. Imported. 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 Yeah. yeah. So it's like a cypress wood. We have our own machine that we have to drill the holes, then we insert the piece inside. Very interesting. And such a piece, how much would that cost? It's really quite good, the price. 28 Okay, so, wow. Because my dad said he wants to make it affordable. Yes. So everyone can have a piece of antiques. Right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, so all these uh, you know, ideas of antiques and vintage items being very expensive is actually not true. You have yes. uh, very affordable pieces that you can find right here in Singapore and handmade too. So Jacob, I hear you host tea workshops, introducing the art of Chinese tea drinking with exquisite teaware. What inspired you to offer this activity and can you share some stories with us? Yeah. So for the tea sessions, actually early on in the 
the business. My dad has always been doing it in a more ad hoc manner. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a hospitality thing, right? With the, with the Chinese culture, we invite your visitors or your friends to have tea in the shop. But when we really started to make it into like a session was when I left my job mm. and my one of my ex-colleagues was saying, why not you do a session for my team, you know, like a team bonding event. Then that's when I really need to come up with like a syllabus, right, for a very small <laughs> <for a> session. <laughs> so from then on, actually, we carry on with this uh, method so people can actually book an appointment. Then they can enjoy like an hour tea session in the shop. And, and through this tea, we actually really made many good friends, right? So we met some customers, a lot of Europeans, obviously. Europeans, okay. Yeah, and they really appreciate this culture. So one of our customers that I remember vividly is a German couple. So I shared with them about tea and how mm-hmm. it's quite similar to the wine culture. Uh, and they were joking, say, oh, I'm going I'm to send you some wine, right? Because I shared with him some tea. And a few months later, I received this call from uh, ICA to say, oh, I have this uh, prohibited <laughs> item. Yeah. So I went to, to collect the item, the customs, and they were saying, oh, you receive a wine. You need oh, to pay wow. a tax. <laughs> but they, they waived it for the first time. You oh, know, and I realized they really did send me a wine from okay. their hometown. Wow. Yeah, in a postcard and they said they really enjoyed the session. So it really helped to, not just for business, right? You really mm. built a lot of relationship and you learn a lot of other cultures mm. as well mm-hmm. during these sessions. Yeah. So, you know, guys, running a family business, I'm very, very sure it comes with valuable lessons. Could you share one significant lesson you've learned? For me, what I learned from my dad actually is to be how to build a genuine relationship with a customer. So there's, um, we have a customer for a long time. Mm-hmm. So she's been with us until now. So how she started off was she only, she came to our shop then she bought just uh, some items. Then one day, she actually invited us to her place to help her to rearrange her entire collection. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> because it's not really like a just buy just buy from us and it's more like a friendship after ah, that yeah. so having a rapport with your customers and yes. knowing what they want and becoming friends in the process yeah. what about you Jacob? for me I learned it the hard way this lesson is you, you can never quit your family business Okay. Yeah, so recently I did join back corporate for, for a little while. And, you know, at a point of time, you, I really felt like I was holding two jobs at one time. Because even though you're working in your, your day job, you keep thinking about your own family business and what can you do. You know, you, you can't, you just can't quit. Yeah. Mm. So you have to stay fully committed and in a way it actually helps you to focus. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So finally, what are your dad's and your own aspirations for the future of the family business? Uh, for my dad, very simple. He he hopes to pass this business on to his like new grandson now. So <laughs> so he's a very happy man. Uh, personally, I hope to establish our shop as a destination, at least in Chinatown. If anyone ever visit Chinatown, I hope that this will be a must visit spot for everyone. And what about you, Beth? What are your uh, hopes? Okay, so for me, I hope that we have more of our online design item, mm-hmm. so that people can bring back. They only can buy in our shop like a unique piece. Okay. Thank you so much to the both of you for coming into our studio and sharing so much with us, your stories, your paintings, your handmade items as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you you. you so much. Jacob Chong and Beth Chong, second generation owners of East Inspirations. This has been Money FM 89.3's Mind Job Business. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.